Hello, welcome to episode 10 of the Sheepsville podcast. We're into double digits. Hooray! How in the absolute fuck? Why in the absolute fuck? This show was in double digits, I'll never fucking know. This piece of shit should have been stopped. There should have been some sort of intervention. After about four. Where somebody took me to one side and went, look. You need to can this shit. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. Do something productive with your life. But no, nobody did. So... It's your own fucking fault that we're now on episode 10 and firmly on the road to 100 and eventually 1 million. So yeah, uh, I know we're, we're a, a week late with this one, basically skipped a week. The plan wasn't to skip a whole week. Um... And to be honest, I could have done this before, but it got to about Tuesday, Wednesday, and I was like, well, what's the point of recording one now and then putting that out and then have, have to put one out on the Friday again anyway? Um, might as well just leave it to Friday, just skip that one week and then make episode 10 the next one. Uh, so that's what I did. And I'm actually recording this on the Thursday, the day before. Um, and I'm recording it from some place which isn't mine. I'm in this random flat on my own uh, with no TV, no broadband. Uh, all I've got is me, this phone to be able to do this shit. Um, I've got... My electric guitar with no amplifier because I'm not going to stay in some random flat uh, and start making a bunch of fucking noise and shit. Um, I do have a telly here, but it's not plugged in because if I plug it, then I plug it in. I don't have like free view or anything like that. There's no aerial. Or anything like that. So I'd be plugging it in just to waste electricity. For the person whose flat this is. So that's pointless. Uh, I've got a couple of books. Actually I'll grab them and I'll tell you what ones they are. Whoops. Uh, one of them. I'm already about halfway through this one. It's uh, Zonal Marking by Michael Cox. Uh, it's basically about uh, how football in Europe has evolved uh, over the the years since about since the early nineties, all the way through to just now. And it goes through like all the different like countries and leagues and stuff that and clubs that dominated over certain periods since the 1990s in Europe. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting because it goes in-depth and in-details behind the scenes 
for uh, the sport that I've grown up watching, and I've always loved European football over for overseas. Um, obviously, everybody know, that listens to this knows that my team's Arsenal from the English Premier League. I live in Scotland, but and for as much as I like the Premier League and I like Arsenal. Uh, the other European leagues have always been my favourite to watch. The Serie A in Italy, uh, La Liga in Spain, the Bundesliga in Germany. All these leagues, like, are, I just, I don't know why, I just didn't, it, I enjoy watching them because there's something, like, unfamiliar about them. It's like, I just like the, watching the different styles, uh, the different approaches to the game. Uh so yeah, that's that one. That's my, my factual one, my non-fiction. And then my fictional one is uh, Devolution by Max Brooks. It's his, uh, his latest one. For those who don't know who Max Brooks is, he's the author of uh, World War Z. Uh, and don't, don't even get me started on the fucking film. With Brad Pitt, because that was an absolute fucking disgrace. That, that was an absolute piss show. The book, the World War Z book, is fucking brilliant. The just the concept, like the the way it's laid out, um, it's the format of it is just unique and different. So what do they do? They oh, we'll make a film about it. And what they should have done is they should have made it a mock documentary, or mockumentary as, we, as they call it, where uh, they shoot it like a documentary where they interview the people involved, because that's the way the book's written. The book, the book World War Z is written as a series um, of interviews conducted, and the main like sort of through line is that the interviews are conducted by the same person. And he just sort of compiles them all together. And then when you read all the interviews, that gives you the broader picture of what World War Z was like. Um, and they should have done the film like that. But no, we had they had to get Brad Pitt involved. Uh, and then they had to make it a fucking cliche, fucking paint-by-the-numbers fucking action film, basically. It was just fucking terrible, but anyway, this uh, I'm I'm not too far into devolution, uh, but this is a similar sort of thing. It's uh, it's written. There's interviews in it, um, but like it's sort of like a mixture of interviews with people, and a series of excerpts from uh, a journal written by some woman. I can't even remember what the fuck shit is, um, but, uh, it's basically about Bigfoot, and, uh, a, f um, a large-scale slaughter that took place, um, that got, kind of got swept under the rug because a volcano nearby erupted and destroyed, um, most of, like, the surrounding areas. So that was getting all the media attention and all the attention from the public. Uh, and this sort of Bigfoot massacre just totally went like unnoticed by 
the vast majority of people. So this book's written as a sort of way, as a sort of um, someone trying to get to the bottom of it and trying to bring it to light and try to tell people, look, yeah, the volcano was fucking terrible and whatever, like blah, blah, blah. Uh, but Bigfoot exists. We missed it. But the evidence is all there uh, with this like massacre that happened. Uh, so yeah, that's the the sort of like basis of it. But like I say, I'm I'm only like a little bit through. I've only read like the first three chapters or something. And my only problem with it just now, besides like it pisses me off in general when fictional books like take ages and ages to build up. I know they're trying to build tension and stuff, especially in horrors. But fuck me, it gets boring sometimes and over descriptive. The Game of Thrones books were the worst for that, by the way. Fucking George R. R. Martin or whatever his fucking puss is. That fat goat, he, um, he's got a fucking serious issue with describing every basic fibre and everything. He goes on about four chapters in some of the books describing somebody's cock. It's like Mr. Garrison in that. Remember in that, uh, South Park episode where he tries to become an author and he writes that The Valley of the Penises or something that's what George R.R. R. Martin's like with the fucking Game of Thrones books honestly but that's my only problem is like something like because it's a book and it has to be sort of describe stuff some of the journal entries don't read like journal entries they read like novels it's like nobody writes in a journal the way that the information's written in the book. Nobody's that descriptive in a fucking journal. You just write what write what's happening. It's a sh- very short thing, like a diary type thing. And he goes on about like fucking oh, uh, the color of the leaves were like fucking burnt tangerines and fucking with shite smeared on them. Some fucking shite like that. Nobody goes on like that in a fucking journal. Um. But I'm just waiting on it kicking in, really. Um, getting all the fucking scene setting and world building and that out the road. Um, and hopefully we'll get into the action soon. I've got plenty of fucking time to get there. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, the only other thing I've got is this little game selection. It's like, f- like finger games. Like, like I'm assuming they're for travel. Um, but uh, it was actually given to me for my thirtieth birthday by a, some of my friends. Um, it's like a four game in one thing. You get like a sort of finger style ice hockey. You get American football. You get basketball, golf, um, and that's pretty much it. So I've not opened that yet, so we'll see what that's like. Got a good excuse anyway. Uh, But yeah, other than that, it's quiet. Just me sitting here with my thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I went out to the fucking shops earlier this morning to get provisions and that because the rain has come on since then. And it hasn't fucking stopped. 
It's been that heavy at times. I feel like it's a way to pan the fucking windies in. It's like fucking bullets hitting, hitting the windies. So yeah, that's how I thought I would just sit and do the podcast today because I've got nothing better to do and it's pissing down the rain anyway so I'm, I don't want to leave the house, the flat, whatever. Uh, so yeah, you're stuck with me just now. Well, you're not stuck, you could easily fucking close your Spotify or whatever and just not even listen. But uh yeah, you know what I mean, I'm just rambling here, there's no fucking plan for this today, this week, it's just, I'm just kind of winging it, because I don't have my laptop or anything, uh, to be able to write down a plan or whatever, uh, so yeah, it's just basically going to be me chatting, uh, off the cuff, uh, so yeah, um, so I'm moving, uh, I should probably explain why I'm in this fucking flat. So, basically, like, at 30 years of age, I feel like it's about time I flew the nest. I escaped the clutches of my mother and my stepfather, broke the chains, and left home. To be fair, it was more just sort of like removing the cotton wool that I'd been wrapped up in. Because I couldn't be arsed going out and fending for myself. But now I feel like I'm in the I'm in a better position financially and spiritually and all that fucking drivel. Uh to be able to go and live on my own terms and independently and this, that and the next thing. To be fair, what like the past good while I've been living at home, I have been pretty much independent anyway. I've been doing everything for myself anyway, so and paying my way and everything, so it's gonna be basically the same as what I have been doing, except I don't have somebody knocking on my door every so every so often and saying, No, oh, what are you doing? and whatever like that. Just fucking leave us alone. Uh so yeah, I've, so I've left home, and but the thing was, I had to leave by this Wednesday just passed. I had to be out of the house because my mum had to be out of the house because they handed in their notice like a month's notice, like uh, a month ago, of like obviously, um, and. So I, I had to basically try and find a flat by the time that month came around and they had to leave the house. Um, I managed to do it, but uh, I need the living room floor in the flat done and the letting agent needs to do like the inventory check and fucking go in and give the place a, a scrub and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, so I couldn't get the keys um, before I left the house that I was in with my mum. Uh, I don't get the keys until the 1st of September. So my mum's friend's 
asked her son if uh, I could stay in his flat. Now, his flat is bought and paid for, uh, but he actually lives in London because he, he's a private chef and he gets hired by like all these like fucking famous people and that. And uh, he's actually in Italy just now um, cooking for Sting and his family because uh, they're over there at one of their fucking holiday homes or whatever. So he they, he got flown over there to do the cooking and that for them and be their chef, basically. Uh, so his flat here is lying empty, so he said I could have this for until my flat's ready. So, uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of chilling out in Sting's chef's flat for the time being. And uh, for as as much as uh, for as little as I've got to entertain myself, it's cosy, and it's kept really nice and everything. So, uh, so yeah, kudos to 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 him for letting me stay here in such a nice apartment. Um, the annoying thing is, like, the reason I've got nothing here is because I had to put all my stuff in storage. Uh, until I can move it into my flat. So I had to decide basically do I want a lot of stuff up on the top floor of a, a building about fucking six flights of stairs up or do I want to just put the vast majority of it in storage and only keep the necessary things until my flat's ready. So obviously I chose the latter. Because honestly, like, all I took up here was that guitar and my, a couple of bags. And by the time I got to the top of the stairs, I was absolutely fucked. And I'm not the fittest guy anyway. But I did not expect it to be that difficult. So fuck humping, like, fucking loads of boxes and shit. Heavy boxes. Up those stairs. I'd, I'd, I would love to have been a fly on the wall when they were trying to get this fucking corner unit. This corner sofa. Up those fucking stairs. That would have been fucking hilarious. Could, would they give up before they drowned in their own sweat? Who knows. So yeah, all my stuff's in storage, but... It was funny as well, we went to the storage place and I went to sort of tell the tell the receptionist about my reservation and that to see if he can show us what unit I was going to and whatever. I didn't expect the guy to be American. Uh, there's no many of them in Dundee, to be fair. Um, so it's kind of unusual when you just see one kicking about. No, it's it's less unusual when it's obviously like you get students in that in Dundee because Dundee University and Abertay University are like quite well known, are quite popular. Uh, so you see American students in that like every so often, but it's not very often you see an older man working in a storage place on the desk 
that's from America. You go in and you and you're like, oh, I've I've got a reservation under blah blah blah. You expect to hear like, oh right, yeah, no bother me, yeah, like uh, just let us check on the computer. I'll get your details up and that. You don't expect to hear, oh hey man, oh that's great, great great great. Well, yeah, we'll 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 just check on the computer here. I honestly thought like, have I been fucking teleported to fucking LA here? I didn't expect the storage place to be overseas. How the fuck am I meant to move it from Dundee to fucking California and back? What's the point of that? So no, I didn't expect the guy to be American. And he was, I was wearing a Los Angeles Clippers hoodie. And the guy was like, oh, the Clippers, good man. I was like, so Andy was a fucking Clippers fan. What are the fucking chances? Uh, but yeah, I tell, I tell you, like I've flitted, I've moved house that many times in my life. I believe this will be the fourteenth time that I've moved, and the the majority of those times I've had to fucking do it myself. Like I thought, like we've not hired like somebody like a removal company like Pickford's or anybody like that or Bradley's, if they, if any of those even still exist. Uh, we've just done we've just rented a van and done it ourselves. And I swear to God that got old really quickly and it still pisses me off. This is the longest I've been where I've not had to do it though. About six years or something, we stayed in that house. Um, but there was one year where we moved three times. It was like fucking 2014 or something. Where we moved three times in the same fucking year. That was fucking torture. But after yesterday, I, like, the insides of my joints or my arms are fucking agony. I've got bruises all over myself. It was basically like being at the gym all day. Doing an all day workout. That's what it felt like and I'm feeling it today. I'm I'm fucking aching. So I'm glad it's pissing the rain and I've got an excuse not to go anywhere. I'm supposed to be on holiday. From work. Some fucking holiday this. How can furniture about the fucking joint? Searching for flats, fucking filling out forms. Absolute bollocks. But anyway. The worst of it's done. My references and everything have all passed for the flat. All I'm waiting on now is to get the keys and get in the fucking place. Get all my stuff in and then that'll be that. Happy fucking days, eh? Since you don't live in America, 
with no access to legal firearms, you may need something to eliminate the immigrants in your life. From behind, like they want you to, like to show strong will and courage and everything like that, we give you black axes. This timber chopping leviathan of a fucking weapon will slice through an immigrant's backbone in split seconds. You won't have to lift a finger, just point to the axe. The axe will throw itself into the black man's back and his spine will be in two before you could say, ha ha, go back to your own fucking country. Get a black axe now or you'll be next. What do you think about the wee fake adverts that I've been doing? Does anybody actually find them funny? Or entertaining? Because if not, I'll stop doing them. I just do them to sort of break things up a little bit. Save me droning on and on and on and on. And then that's a podcast. It gives you like something different in between, like a wee sort of 30, 45 second respite between these fucking talky bits. Which is essentially what a podcast is, so I don't know why anybody would fucking complain about too much talking on a podcast. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't really make any sense. It's like complaining that your fucking steak's too meaty. Hey, what do you want? Fucking, you want a fucking big hole cut in the middle and then fill that with fucking seacrest or something? You fucking vegan cunt. No, hopefully they're alright though. Uh, I appreciate that they're probably getting increasingly worse with each one, but hey ho, it's just fucking off the top of my head, pish, is it like everything else? Uh, so anyway, what else have I been up to? Uh, been watching a lot of basketball recently. With the playoffs being on and that, the NBA playoffs. And as I said earlier on, I'm a Clippers fan. Uh, this is probably the, the first time that the Clippers have actually had a chance of winning it. With the players that they've got. Because... For some reason, all of a sudden, players want to play for the Clippers, not just the Lakers. Uh, yeah, players like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Well, Paul George when he's fucking shooting's up to par. Um, Lou Williams has been fucking great. Montrez Harrell. They're all great players. Um, and we've actually got a chance of winning it if it goes on because all the playoff games got postponed last night and I'm assuming that they're going to get postponed for the foreseeable 
Um, the Lakers and the Clippers are actually thinking about boycotting the whole rest of the season, rest of the playoffs, but which is fucking shite. Because, like I say, it's the fucking first chance that we've got to actually fucking win in it. Um, but you can understand, like, their viewpoint and the reasons for not wanting to play just now and all that kind of thing because of that news of that guy. Uh, fuck, I forgot his name. It was something Blake. Jerome Blake or something like that. Um... Yeah, anyway, he's the the black guy that got shot in the back seven times from a police officer in front of his children. And he's not dead, but he's in a critical condition, apparently, in hospital, and if he survives, then they say that there's the, the chances there's a high chance that you'll never walk again and stuff like that. Which is shite. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's fucking unbelievably poor. And for as much as like, and I'm going to throw my hands up here, right? For as much as us white people uh Sometimes we and we do have these thoughts, like especially now, um, where it's not that we disagree with what people are saying. It's just sometimes it gets a bit overbearing. With like how many times it's said, like every time you turn on the TV, it's Black Lives Matter and fucking athletes making speeches about black, like equality and stuff like that uh, instead of talking about the sport and what they're actually doing uh, sometimes you're a bit like oh for fuck's sake I want to fucking speak about someone else um, it's understandable at the same time you know what I mean it's like yeah you moan and everything like that and you, and you, you take your eye off the ball but all they're doing is trying to keep your eye on the ball and uh then of course something like this comes up and then you're like, well, <laughs> stupid me, you know what I mean? And it definitely does show that there is fucking problems, especially in America. And you can blame it on whatever you want, you could blame it on the system, you could blame it on the fucking, the whites, you could blame it on the guns, whatever. The point of the matter is, Nobody needs to shoot a human being in the back seven times. Why? Why would why would you ever need to shoot somebody in the back seven times? First of all, if you're shooting them in the back, that means they're going away from you. So they're no of no danger to you whatsoever. If they're running away or walking away, there's no danger. Shots didn't even need to be fired in that scenario. And second of all, if you need to shoot somebody in the back, then you're a fucking coward. 
Nobody should be getting shot. Shots should never be fired, like I say. But if you're going to shoot them, do it face to face like a fucking... Show a bit of fucking backbone. And not the other guy's backbone, your fucking backbone. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I just don't understand it. Like, it's fucking unbelievable. You've got all the George Floyd stuff that happened a wee while ago. And you've got the riots and everything that came out of that. And yet you've still got these fucking spoofers. Working for fucking American police departments. Shooting guys in the fucking back. Not once, not twice, but fucking seven times. What were the other six times for? Oh, he's still moving. Oh, he lifted a finger there. It gets to the, it gets to the point where like you're not trying to sort of stop the guy. You're trying to kill the guy. You're trying to seriously, seriously harm the guy. Like, it's not enough to just stop him to the point where you can arrest him and then he's of no problem to you anymore. They've got to take it that bit further. They've got to fucking exert their authority to an excessive degree. And it's fucking appalling. And the, the the most appalling part of it is like you never hear about uh, a white guy getting shot in the back seven times by a police officer. It's always a black guy. And why? Because he's from a different culture? Because he doesn't speak the same way as you? Because his skin colour isn't the same as yours? What difference does that make to fucking anything? How is that a justification to be shooting shooting him in the back multiple times? There is no justification for that. It's fucking bullshit. And I agree and understand uh, the NBA taking a stand against it and choosing not to play because obviously emotionally they're just not in the right frame of mind to be able to focus on what they're supposed to be doing which is playing basketball uh, and they should they should that's all they should be focusing on but because of fucking cunts in the police force using excessive force and fucking abusing their authority. They can't focus on that because they're looking over their fucking shoulder. And they're looking out for, like, the people who don't have the money that they've got and the the power that they've got uh, behind them. Like, they don't have the safety blankets of being... um, rich and famous 
then somebody need, they need they need to stand up for the smaller guys that aren't as protected by wealth or whatever it may be. So yeah, it's sad, sad state of affairs. But on the basketball itself, from what has been played, I put this on like my my personal Facebook page. So some of you listening to this might have already might already know my thoughts on this, but it honestly does my fucking head in. The US commentators uh, the media broadcasters and the presenters and pundits and shit like that on the likes of ESPN and fuck all fucking all that TNT bollocks and whatever how much when it, when there's like a player that sort of stands above the crowd like they're playing really well and everything like that it's like how fucking much they shoot their load over them they're plastered on the fucking ceiling with their cum. Because somebody hit a fucking decent three-pointer. And scored like fucking 40 plus points or 30 plus points in a game. Like that Luka Doncic. Now. Cards on the table. I'm more annoyed about Luka John Doncic because he's playing against the Clippers just now. In the playoff series. In the first round. So, the fact that he's playing well annoys me, and because it's against the Clippers. But even still, there's no fucking need for cunts like Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman to be fucking pushing their knickers. Overlook at Doncic's performances and overlook at Doncic himself as much as they are. Don't get me wrong, he's a fucking brilliant young player. He's only like 20, 21, 22 years old or something. And he's already putting in like MVP caliber performances. Just absolutely knocking it out of the park and fucking well done to him for that. Absolutely nothing against him as a player. But, as a person, he seems to be a bit of an arrogant wee prick. Um, constantly nipping at the referees during the game, fucking uh, pretending he's injured and all that kind of stuff. And I'll be damned if he's fucking bringing all that shit into basketball that we we'll already have to put up with in football for cunts like fucking Neymar. Him in that Champions League final, by the way, for fuck's sake. Fucking, he spent more time in that Champions League final rolling about the floor, like fucking picking bullets at his fucking fictional holes in his legs than he did actually fucking kicking the football. Guy's an absolute fucking arse piece, honestly. Total fucking Jesse. I thought he was over that too. Because remember, I was talking about him against that Atlanta and how impressed I was the fact he looks like he'd grown up. Ah, no, is he fuck? Back to his usual fucking... 
Brazilian Tom Daly fucking self. You just, it, it gets to the point where he's where you're like, can what? I wish somebody would would actually break his legs, just to give him a reason to fucking roll about the floor, with a fucking tears streaming down his face. Just fucking knock the cunt out, and be done with it. And be like, there you are, there's a fucking injury for you, seeing as you seem to wanting so much. Prick. But anyway, I'll be damned if Luka Doncic is bringing all that bollocks into the sport of basketball. So that annoys me about him straight off. And then you've got fucking these guys like, oh, he puts in a great performance against the Clippers. And it's like, this, this, this Luka Doncic, man. He, oh, I swear to God, he's he the next Jesus. He is the second coming of Christ. Forget Michael Jordan. Forget LeBron James. Forget Larry Bird. Forget Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This guy is Jesus fucking Christ. He's ripped the hands off his cross and he's nailed that three-pointer like a fucking angel. Honestly, you're just like, oh my God. I thought, And I thought the football pundits were bad at going on about Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, he scored his fucking 6,789th penalty. What a fucking player. The greatest striker ever. Woo. But even they're not as bad. As these fucking jokers going on about Doncic. They're, having, they're actually having to like push their fucking erections to the side. Just so the camera gets a shot of their face. Or their eyes popping out their fucking skull. Just because Luka Doncic nailed a couple of fucking three-pointers. It's a fucking joke. Sometimes, like, like for like, for anybody that doesn't watch American sports, in terms of the coverage and the personalities in that coverage, you honestly don't know how good you've got it. You don't know how good we've got it here in Britain. Yes, there are people like fucking Robbie Savage and Steve McManaman and Fletch um, that are fucking irritating. But I swear to God, they're absolutely nothing compared to these American guys that go on about the basketball and stuff. It's fucking incredible. It's incredible how quickly the blood rushes to their fucking boobies. As soon as something half decent happens. They're constantly comparing things. It's like fucking, oh, where does that rank in the all-time great performances in the playoffs? Is that better than Michael Jordan? No, it's fucking not. Leave it. Let's just fucking keep it in a context here. Stop fucking picking things out and then putting it back then and going, oh, how does that compare? Like, who cares? It's a different fucking game. It's not the fucking 90s anymore. It's 2020. The sports evolved. The sports changed. For better or worse, doesn't matter. 
what that means is you can't fucking compare it. Honest to fuck, man. But yeah, that's been about it, really. I've just been watching the basketball. There's been nothing much really else to do apart from the football. We already touched on the Champions League final. That was a fucking joke. Besides the Neymar fucking situation, it was all... That was a typical, given like the game, the big build-up. Oh, Pete Paris Saint-Germain have scored this many fucking goals this season. Bayern Munich have scored this many goals this season. Fucking Bayern Munich fresh off of their demolition of Barcelona. Fucking 8-2. I don't care what level of of, uh, football you play at. You should not be getting 8 goals put past you. Fucking unbelievably shite. And now Messi's away to leave. He's away to leave Barcelona. And, and there's actually riots and everything. That's that's the thing, right? I, I'm fucking digressing here again, but I will get back on track. Bear with me. But there's not like the fucking the fact that there's riots in Barcelona and protests and shit because Messi wants to leave is absurd to me, to be honest. And I know people are passionate about football and everything like that. Hell, I'm passionate about football. That's why I constantly talk about it on here. But just the being so passionate about it and so in love with it that you're actually willing to go out and protest and fucking confront the police and all that kind of thing just because your best players leaving the club that you support. Is a bit fucking mental. You've got a fucking screw loose. Somewhere in your head. If you're. Thinking that sort of way. And I know the circumstances. Obviously he's falling out with the board. The board are basically making an arse of fucking everything. I like the transfers and. The money situation and this that and the next thing. But. It's still not really, it doesn't really merit a fucking protest, like a big protest, like a a sort of aggressive protest with fucking flares and fucking riot police and shit. It's football, it's a fucking game. Messi is one player, yes he's probably the greatest player ever, but he's still just one player. You were gonna you you were gonna have to fucking cope with life without him eventually. You did it beforehand. No, there won't be another Messi, but that doesn't mean there that's the end of Barcelona's success forever. There will be other stars that come out of Messi's shadow. And in the wake of Lionel Messi, they'll they'll sign more players that'll shine almost as bright and lead Barcelona to trophies. You don't need to worry about that. 
Well, there's this whole thing about fucking the Barcelona presidential elections and at the club and stuff like that. That it's it's complicated, but I still I still don't see how any of it is worth like fucking leaving the house to go and protest about it. Fucking grow up. But anyway, the Champions League final. Bayern Munich had scored all these goals. PSG had scored all these goals. Q, BT Sport, Gary Lineker, Steve McManaman, et al. Fucking giving it the big one. It's like, oh, this is going to be a fascinating game. Uh, we're expecting a lot of goals here. Probably 4-3, maybe 6-5. Could be a fucking 12-old draw for all we know. All we know is there's going to be goals and it's going to be fucking fascinating. Sensational viewing. 1-0. Bayern Munich won 1-0. After all that build-up, all the fucking goals talk, we got one. And to be honest, that like... The, it wasn't even a good 1-0. Like, I spoke about uh, the Sevilla against Wolves in the Europa League uh, a couple of weeks ago. And that finished 1-0. And it was 0-0 for 88 minutes or something. But it was a fucking enthralling game. Both teams were playing really well. They were creating chances. The defenders were fucking solid. Everything was just really high quality. And it was the high quality of each team that cancelled each other out. So eventually it just took one moment of magic to win the game. And it was just like the one of the best things ever. But this Bayern Munich Paris Saint-Germain Champions League final was the total fucking opposite. It was a fucking joke of a game. Why, like, PSG's biggest strength is attack. Why they came out to try and defend, I'll never know. 11 men behind the ball at times. Paris Saint-Germain. What the fuck, why the fuck would you ever want Killian Mbappe, a lethal striker, fucking in your own half, trying to make tackles at the fucking corner flag. Why would you ever want that? It's fucking stupid. And of course, you've got Neymar rolling about the centre circle. And you've got Di Maria on the other side. That's another thing, I was saying that when I was watching the game. Uh, fucking annoys me these days that um, when teams, like, they, they seem to want to play uh, right footers on the left and left footers on the right. All this fucking cutting inside and whipping one into the top corner shite. It just sacrifices getting balls into the box. What you want is somebody, like, on the wing... They can take on the full back, get in behind them and then fucking 
crack the crack a, a smashing ball into the fucking box for somebody to tuck away. Cause this constant fucking like not being able to play the ball into the box first time is a fucking joke as well. It does my fucking head in that nobody could do anything the first time because they've got to take that touch to get it back onto their stronger foot. Professionals should probably be two-footed anyway, to be honest with you. But if they're not two-footed, then play them on the fucking side that suits their stronger foot. Not the opposite side where they've got to fucking fuck about with the ball before they actually are able to do anything with it. This makes no fucking sense. Then you've got like the, the pull playing it out from the back thing. I understand the whole like the playing the ball out from the back uh, philosophy because when you when you're constantly punting the ball up the field, more often than not you're just giving the, the ball back to your opponent. So I understand the concept of like keeping the ball and building up the attack. But there comes a point where like if you if when there's a certain amount of pressure being put on your back line Sometimes you've just got to get the ball to fuck. You've just got to get it clear of the danger area. Rather than trying to pass it through tight fucking gaps between attackers. Because then that's inevitably the ball gets nicked and then it's an easy goal. Uh, so yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of that in that Champions League final. But as far as like the taking advantage of anything... Nobody seemed to be able to fucking do it. And all the players that got the big build-up, Lewandowski, Neymar, Mbappe, Alfonso Davis, all of them were fucking pish. Neymar, as I've already said enough about Neymar, he's a fucking wimp. Uh, Mbappe couldn't finish a fruit pastel Alfonso Davies a left back for some reason started to think he was Ronaldinho and started trying to rip the piss out of fucking Di Maria and made an absolute cunt of it every time uh, Lewandowski was you can't really put too much on Lewandowski because he he, like, he did hit the post at one point, with with a decent shot, um, which was kind of unlucky. Um, but apart from that, he was kind of starved of any decent service. And he was kind of crowded out by the fact that PSG had so many players back defending. So uh, he was quiet. It wasn't all his own fault, though. But he was very, very quiet. Uh, for somebody who scored 55 goals in in the season uh, but yeah it was a Champions League final it was alright something to watch uh, so yeah anyway that's been the podcast um, hopefully there won't be too many delays in the future Um We'll be back to normal with the Friday, the Friday routine, the weekly, the weekly schedule, and uh, yeah, 
Thanks for listening. I'll probably get the blog up and running again as well with some fucking rubbish articles for nobody to read. Um, So yeah, keep an eye out for that and keep an eye out for the future episodes of the podcast and blah, 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 all that absolute fucking sell shite. Uh, But yeah, anyway, see you later.